in most sermons and Bible studies that I've been part of that have been based on today's scripture from Luke 15, the parable of the shepherd and the sheep often gets the most attention, with the woman and her coins functioning as a supporting text that often gets left out as not necessary to making the point about God's deep interest in finding even one person. Because most often the biblical interpretation of this chapter, Luke 15, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, follows the logic of the hymn, Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now am found. As though the hearer or the reader or the singer of this hymn is always in the default position of the sheep gone rogue. And Jesus is always having to come and track us down from wherever we wandered off to. And in this interpretation of the shepherd and the sheep, and at the end of this parable about the man with two sons, it's easy to figure out our place, which one of these characters we often see ourselves as. We're the ones who need rescuing. We're the ones who need help coming home. Jesus is the shepherd. God is the father who seek and wait and welcome us home so that we can all live happily ever after, all while overlooking the woman and overlooking her coins. And I tell you, as a woman, this irritates me. I mean, yes, Luke is my favorite gospel writer next to Mark because Luke balances more than any other gospel writer stories about men and stories about women. They make a pairing most often, and they, they point to similar conclusions. But that does not mean we get to overlook the woman and her coins because Jesus has already made his point with a man. Just saying. Because it's one thing for a man, a shepherd, to lose a sheep. Shepherds know that sheep wander off on their own accord. That sort of comes with the territory of being a shepherd. That's why they've got those crooks. They know we have to go round up sheep that just wander. We have a basset hound. And it's sort of that similar, like, something's curious over there. I'll just go check it out. And shepherds know they have to be looking out constantly for the sheep to bring them back in, bring them back in together. But it's another thing completely for someone, a woman, to lose money, even a single piece of money. For a woman in the days of Jesus, lost money also meant lost livelihood and lost economic security. If they were paid for work, Women were paid less than men, a timeless issue. So losing a coin meant being made more vulnerable, doing without, until that value of the coin could be earned back. And coins don't wander off on their own accord like sheep do. Coins most often get misplaced by the holder. So the loss is more personal when it comes to money. The person who took such great care 
to account for each coin is also the one who can miscount and misplace. So this loss carries a sense of shame, of losing something that you were responsible to keep safe and secure. It always gets complicated when we talk about money. But I have compassion for this woman who has paid such close attention to making sure that what she values stays found. I don't know about you, but I've been in that place. The last Christmas with my grandmother, she spent individual time with each of her three granddaughters talking about things she might pass on to us. I'd always admired a set of earrings that she wore. A simple silver setting with two little pearls. I wear them a lot. You've probably seen me wear them. They're not flashy, but they're elegantly functional. That's why I like them. But instead of just giving them to me right then, she said, okay. And then while everyone was eating lunch, she went back into her bedroom, found a little gift box, and wrapped it up. Wrapped up the earrings and some tissue paper, and then presented it to me as she hugged me goodbye as we were getting ready to leave. So of course I wear these earrings almost all the time. After I got them, I wore them on a daily basis. And every night I was always careful to put them back in the gift box that had her handwriting to Mary Virginia from Mama Ma, which was always in the same spot on my dresser except one morning I couldn't find them. They were not in their box. And I retraced in my mind where in the world I could have taken them off, how stupid could I be to not put them back in their box. Maybe I had dropped them on the floor and I vacuumed them up. So I went through the vacuum bag. I found a big tub. I dumped that whole big bag of dirt and debris into it and felt every little piece praying and hoping and sneezing that I would find these little hard pearls, but I didn't. I was sick with grief and shame and embarrassment that this was undoing me the way that it was. At this point, Mama Ma had died, and I just felt like I've lost her earrings, I've lost my grandmother, it was just, I was a mess. But a few weeks went by, and I had to go to a meeting where I had to put on a blazer to look professional. And I hardly ever wear this blazer. So I pulled it off the hanger, put it on, and fixed the collar, stuffed my hands in the pockets to straighten them out. And you know what I hid. You know, in the left pocket, something small and hard and round met my fingers, the earrings. I cried with relief and immediately took off whatever earrings I was wearing and put these on. And I even thought of this scripture. I was like, I totally get why this woman wanted to throw a party when she found her coin. I mean, an earring party is sort of a strange invitation to send to people, but I understand the joy that you feel when you've discovered something you thought you'd never see again. In the lifting of shame, when you found what you were responsible for. And you better believe, every night 
they go back in their box now. But this is a parable that Jesus tells. So there's always more than one interpretation. There's always another layer to it. So not only can any of us who've ever lost something we're responsible for or care about understand joy and the desire to celebrate the lost thing being found, in this parable of the woman and her coins, Jesus is also saying, God is like this woman who knows exactly how much she has in her purse because her livelihood depends on that meager fortune. And she can tell when her purse is a little bit lighter than it should be. So at some point in God's day, a valuable coin has gone missing. It's not like God dropped it and saw where it rolled off to in a corner. It's been gone for a while. And it's not until the workday is over and the sun has set that she realizes its absence. The woman, God, lit a lamp, meaning this coin could not wait until morning. She lit a lamp, maybe using up a coin's worth of fuel. It was that important. In order to restore her accounts, because she wouldn't be able to sleep until she had balanced her meager fortune. God is like this woman, Jesus says, and we are like the coin. Somehow no longer in the safe place that God has tucked us. And God will pour out everything in search of even just one of us in order to get some sleep to make sure we're back safe and sound. So I hear intimacy in this parable. The same kind of intimacy that is sounded when we're told that God cares for the sparrows and knows the number of hairs on our head. Intimacy, concern, loving care for every single element of creation. It's a love that lights a lamp for you to shine and reflect love's light back, revealing yourself in the darkened corners that you've rolled away into. When shame or embarrassment or grief or exhaustion make it too hard to stay found and it just feels easier to just get lost. This past week I attended a retreat that emphasized the dance between the pastoral and the prophetic elements of ministry. And we were asked by the speaker to ponder which came more naturally to us, pastoral or prophetic, which gave us energy, which was harder to do, and then to share examples in small groups. I was among trusted friends and colleagues in ministry, so I could tell them that lately I have found it challenging to do either pastoral or prophetic work very well, let alone dance between them, because that line from Amazing Grace kept reversing in my mind. I was once found, but now I'm lost. And I kept thinking that 
being found is maybe not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That neither my baptism nor following the teachings of Jesus prevent me from feeling lost in the wilderness every now and again. Being found in God's love and grace doesn't mean we won't also experience still feeling lost, disoriented, and a deep need to be found again. Maybe that's the real dance. Moving between being found and lost and found over and over. Maybe the life of faith is learning how to dance in this tension where we are found and lost and found and lost and found in a cycle of grace and forgiveness that never stops, even when it seems like all else around us is lost. Maybe that's what makes grace so amazing. These stories of Jesus remind us how life goes. We wander, we get lost, like sheep and coins. But so do our neighbors. They wander and get lost just like we do. But just as God calls her girlfriends in the middle of the night to celebrate the finding of what she had been lost, we who are made in the image of God are also called to celebrate and rejoice over each other as we do that work with God of claiming each other from the lost and found of life. So that God is in the process of all of it, of being found, of following us when we get lost, and celebrating when we all come back home and are restored to completeness. So I think this is the gospel. The heart of it right here is telling others that yes, you once were lost and now you're found, and that you still get lost, even when you've been found. You're found again and again and again by a God who never stops lighting a light and sweeping the ground for us and celebrating when we are found. This is the Christ light of mercy that holds out a welcome in the night times of fear and shame and embarrassment and guilt and exhaustion. Welcoming those who have been overlooked and forgotten and grumbled against because they're deemed not acceptable for welcome. So this is why it matters that we are community, that we are church, to be a people who know what it is to be found and lost and found again in the grace and mercy and unconditional love of God, and to be a people on the lookout for others who have that lost look in their eyes and who need a place to experience being found. Providence, may we make it so and give thanks in the meantime and in all times to God who leaves the door open, the lamps burning, 
and who is always ready to celebrate and rejoice when we find our way home. Amen.